Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. No, no, you can call me Crash Override from now on because I was hacking around getting that SSL certificate updated. What? Hack the planet. Arr. That's false. They're trashing. They're trashing our rights. They're trashing. I'm old enough to trashing. understand this reference. Are you? Hackers. Oh, yeah. Angelina yeah. Jolie back when. Back when. Before she got uh, Billy Bobbed. I don't know. I mean, whatever. before a lot of things. Let's, let's just True. leave it there. Not get into it before a whole lot of Both things. things. Uh, so media content, you know, that's what we typically do in this second show. Uh, I am here to tell both of you, gentlemen, you really should play the Guardians of the Galaxy game. So I tried. It's not bad once you get through it. I I, I was playing it and it made me so wickedly motion sick. <laughs> I. Really? I, I was like a half an hour into it. I'm like, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. And I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get a headache. And I kept playing. I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling so good. And then suddenly I'm like, I'm going to puke. Wow. Like, I'm actually going to puke. Wow. That's crazy. Which is a shame because I was I was enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. So I guess Wells, um, it's on Game Pass. I've downloaded it. Okay. Play it. It's it's. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll do that right after I... I don't know, play anything that's come out in the last five years, I guess. This like, came this, out two years oh, ago. sure, but, man, I'm still, like, having a, a, this job in particular and not being able to, like, video game kind of the way I'm, I'm used to doing. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, do Maneater still, like, because my game glitched out on me, so I had to reload from an earlier save point. That's the shark game. It's kind of fun. But, hey, that came out and whatever um yeah i haven't played starfield i, I haven't don't I haven't, play starfield I haven't played, shut don't tell me what to do don't play starfield, it's starfield. Play he just it's, told you what to do you made excuses for it he told you what to do to get it now you've got a problem with it boom sucker yeah whatever i'm going to play starfield after i'm clocked out of man eater uh, you really should play guardians before it won't take you that long it's a chaptered game and you don't have to get all the collectibles if you don't want to. But I do want to. All right. Well, it's easy enough. I was surprised. Like, it, it seemed like shovelware, to be honest. Like, just a crap tie-in. And I was like, I'm actually invested in this. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't bad. The Much of it that I got to play. And then I had to lay down and take a nap because, it, like, old man symptoms hit in and I just couldn't... Uh, just couldn't just it's like like that game Mirror's Edge. Like I always wanted to play Mirror's Edge. Oh, and everybody yeah. said it was such a great thing, but holy crap! Oh, five, I could imagine five to ten minutes of that. And I'm like, nope. Yeah, it is a great game, but I could totally see if you got motion sick from Guardians that Mirror's Edge would. That's like a vomit comet. But if I quit doing something just because I got dizzy, I never would be on a craft beer podcast. He's not wrong. That's that's fair enough. All right, well, so what's going on with? Uh, Guinness Open Gate. Uh, speaking of things quitting, I'm so confused by this. What is happening? I thought Guinness was gone from the U.S. Guinness isn't gone from the U.S. Um, we've been kind of tracking this for a couple of years now. Guinness is preparing to open up a Chicago-based production facility. What? Right on the heels of them closing their Baltimore-based production facility. What? What? Does Guinness understand how breweries work and production facilities? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that they do, but maybe this is how they do it in Europe? You mean Ireland? Or, or how Diageo handles things. Fair enough. So is this going to be like Guinness US 2.0? I mean, 
Yes. Okay. I mean, probably. They get us hopes not because. Well, 2. obviously, 2.0 means like oh they're going to close it in three years. But. Right. I was to say obviously 1.0 did not work out well. Uh, has this been in the works the whole time, uh-huh. and I just forgot about it. Twenty twenty one. Okay. All right. So I we've been talking just, about it for two years now, and it's and getting ready to open. Just clearly forgot about it. Cool. I mean, I went from I really want to go visit the uh, the Guinness facility, and I and I did try to in uh, I guess last summer. Okay. Um, you know, make it over in Baltimore. I was up there for a fish concert, and uh, just didn't find the time. Whatever. You, you were too busy slinging rocks and trying to avoid getting stabbed, right? You're in Baltimore. I mean, I wasn't in Baltimore. I was okay. in, yeah. You know. But, like, I, I wanted to go, even, even though I have a love-hate relationship with that, like, bourbon barrel mint imperial stout. Oh, God, out. please. I, well, but I wanted, like, at least see what a Guinness brewery looked like. like right. It seemed like a cool tap room. And their tap room is still open. It's just they're no longer doing production over there. So, but they're going to be doing production at this, getting back to what we're talking about, Chicago. All right. They're going to be doing production in Chicago as they, as we just talked about last recording of uh, them selling off all the land around their Baltimore tap room. Like, come on. So I guess we'll be talking about uh, <sighs> a new production facility in, I mean, because they're slowly working their way west. So maybe they'll open one in Denver. Or announce one in Denver in 2024. And then close the Chicago one in 2025? In in 2025, they'll close Chicago. And... uh, I mean, if they're they're trying to get back to the homeland, they're going the wrong direction. They do know that, right? Like, I mean, you could technically get there from the West Coast, but it's going to take you a hell of a lot longer than it will from the East Coast. So, what are they doing? Yeah, I... I... (sighs) Baltimore, of all places, like why is Guinness going to open a brewery in Baltimore? But hey, cool. It was really awesome to have like uh, a production facility in on the East Coast of the United States. Which like, and, and it made sense, right? Like if you are your main quote unquote headquarters, your head brewery is yeah. in Ireland, and you've got a facility, you would think the East Coast would be the perfect spot for it because you're what maximum flight if you're talking flights. You're 12 hours. And not even a flight. Like, Baltimore's a port city. Right. You know, you're importing, literally shipping over a whole bunch of product that weighs a ton. What are you going to do? Like, take it up them Great Lakes to Chicago? Like, give me a break. You're not doing that. Who, who knows what they're doing? Ugh. So... The, the Guinness saga continues. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. I guess the next time I go to, well, the first time I go to Chicago, for that matter, uh, in addition to visiting uh, Revolution Brewing and other, su- and original Goose Island Tap Room, um, you know, I'd love to get in over there, uh, although I think they're closing at the end of this year. Anyway, um, screw it. I'll visit Guinness Chicago. I don't care. All right. Fair enough. Uh why is this brewery in Dayton changing their name, and why is it important? Okay, so <laughs> this popped up in my Google News feed a couple months ago, and I'm like, well, good luck to you. So a, a Dayton, Ohio brewery uh, called Sugar Creek Brewing Company. Oh, why is that name familiar? Oh, because there's a Sugar Creek in, Chica- in uh, Charlotte. Oh! But, it, but it's Sugar Space Creek. 
Okay. Brewing Company, and this is Sugar Creek Brewing Company. So, uh, Sugar Creek Brewing Company is located in the historical Sugar Creek Township House in downtown Bellbrook. I don't know. I'm just reading this straight the name on the everybody's lips. Exactly. Uh, so, anyway, they found out, like, oh, there's going to be a trademark issue with Sugar Creek. <sighs> in Charlotte and we don't want to be confused and run afoul of trademark laws and and I thought this was kind of funny to be honest because right now right now Sugar Creek in Charlotte has label art that is infringing on a Coca-Cola trademark. Yep, blatantly. You know, High Creek uses the HI-C element from High C, which is a Coca-Cola trademark. So, you know, this brewery barely been open a couple months has already run afoul of trademark law. How in the hell has a larger brewery not run afoul of trademark law so far? I would These assume the questions I, I have. I would assume that you know, like with a lot of IP theft issues, either they're not getting reported or it's not being followed through on. Yeah. At exactly. the end of the day, you know, Coke may, <clears throat> let's just say Coca-Cola looks at what Sugar Creek here in Charlotte's doing and says, whatever, man, we don't care. Like, is it getting distributed outside of the tap room? Who cares? Well, it is. It's in all the teeters. Well, but, I know, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Anywho, it yeah. is it is interesting. I just thought that was kind of curious. Like, oh, wow, somebody's being like, trademarked out of a beer name when the originator of this uh, a, a brewery name is also running a file of trademark law themselves. Just, you know, pointing that out because I love to... Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Do what I say, not what I do. Too ironic? Yeah, I really do think. Huh. It's like rain on a podcasting day, right? Yeah. Because I feel like, you know... I was getting ready to leave, and he was like, you know it's going to rain, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I know. It's like, more often than not. It's raining sideways. All right, so we've talked about AMB, or Appalachian, Appalachian Mountain Brewing, uh, being free of the evil tentacles of the AB Bev world. What's going on with them now? Okay, so AMB rebought themselves from AB Bev. Yep. They were originally part of, oh, God, what was that called? The Craft Brew Alliance. Brew Alliance? Okay. Uh, so, anyway, they're they're back on their own. They're opening a second tap room now in Asheville. Um, they, their original location is maybe an hour away in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. And... Uh, but their existing tap room, their existing production facility can't handle the distribution footprint that they're hoping to kind of maintain, you know, after years of being under AB and Bev's name and having that thing. So they're partnering with another Asheville brewery, Green Man Brewing, um, to do contract brewing for them, which is wild. But at the same time, you know, like, we were all excited for Funky Buddha. Was it Funky Buddha, right? No, Funky Buddha's, I thought. Somebody bought themselves back. I thought it was like Funky Buddha or something. I mean, no, a no, no. I mean, A and B did as well, but there's somebody in Florida I thought that did it as well. Let me but look that up. Keep talking, though. We were all excited for that. 
Well, we didn't think about the repercussions. Like, yeah, okay, it's cool. You've got your brand back. Right. But if a lot of your income is based off of AB and Bev's distribution network. Yeah. And now suddenly that's dried up. Yep. And probably who knows how much of their beer is being made at AB and Bev facilities. And that all is gone. Like you got to, you got to find a way to pivot. Green man. I, I hate to say it, but maybe they've got some extra capacity. You know, yeah. There you go. Which uh, Jeff, it was funky Buddha because they bought themselves back from constellation. There you go. I thought it was them. Somebody needs to update their uh, Wikipedia page. then. Yeah. Uh, Cause I remember uh, texting, a certain past co-host when that happened, and he was all excited about... Oh, yeah, that happened in May. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be May. Nobody cares about Funky Buddha mm-hmm. enough to update their own Wikipedia page. I mean, one person does, and his name is Mark. Maybe he should update their Wikipedia he's page. He's not listening. He's not listening. No, he's not. Funky Buddha was a big deal for a window. Oh, they were huge. Hunapoo Day was... Until it wasn't. Well, Cigar City. I've been to Funky Buddha. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I like to Cigar there. City. Yeah, right. Cigar, right. Cigar City. City. That's right. Um, it's, they're fun- too- fun- Funky Buddha's big claim to fame was the bacon maple coffee pork. That's right. That's right. That's right. And some other styles that were ahead of their time, but yes. didn't really like. Now they're now they're too little, too late. Maybe. I yeah. Know. True. But who knows what they're actually putting out in their tap room? I've not been. I just think it's curious, like, you know, brewery gets acquired by, and like, the CBA, and then CBA gets acquired by AB InBev, and then, you know, fast forward a few years, and suddenly things aren't working out, and original owners are like, hey, let me buy this thing back. Like, how much, and I'd love to know, because details of the transactions haven't been reported, I would love to know how much actual money like they received from uh, their initial oh, yeah. CBA buyout and then maybe received again, maybe received again from AB InBev. I don't know, yeah. but, it, yeah, just but the surely they didn't buy back their company for the exact amount they were paid for it. No, I, I'm sure they gave pennies on the dollar for what they were originally paid. And to your point, if they got paid a couple of times as it kept changing hands, they had options and whatnot. Like, I love it. I'm excited for them. That's what you want. Like, we always get worried about these private equity firms that come along that have no idea anything about the industry. Yep. They just know it's hot. I yep. can make money. Yep. Let's freaking go. And I can cash out. That's right. And then they go and they cash out. And then if they cash out and it's, well, it's kind of softened a little bit. And now the original owners come back in. They're like, hey, you know, you gave us $2 million for this place. We'll give you like hundred fifty grand, And they're like, okay, we'll take it. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right, Wells, what's what's going on with the uh, Athens brewery that is now becoming unionized? Creature. Well, there you go. That Okay, story told. Let's go. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Creature Comforts. Now, yes. this was this was behind a paywall for me. So, uh, <laughs> hey, you can read it. Congratulations. Um, Creature Comforts at uh, we've talked about them a, a couple times over the last what year? Yeah, one of Thor's favorite beers. Yeah, and um, their workers have won the right to vote on whether they should be represented by a union. Won the right to vote 
on whether they could be represented by a union. Wow. Now, I've never worked for a unionized company, much less brewery before. And holy cow, man, uh, there's been some a lot of union-busting efforts going on. We talked about this last summer, especially. Right. And it's like, I'm just going to keep my eye on this whole situation. So it's not that they have unionized yet. It's just that they can vote on it now after a year. So cool. Hopefully they'll get things sorted out in an amicable way. Amicable. You know, in the next weeks, they're expecting a vote to occur. We'll kind of see what happens down in Georgia. But uh, it had not been very smooth sailing in in the initial months. And uh, I'm continuing to keep my eye on this one. Cool. All right, so Jeff, you threw this last one in as kind of a topic. And I actually like it. It's a Reddit topic. And it's red flags at a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what's something that when you walk into a brewery and you see certain things happening that, you know, pretty much you're done? So can I give you my first? Apply, by all oh, means. please. My absolute first is walking up, asking the bartender, what's on tap? What do you like? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. That's an That's immediate, like... um. Nope. You don't even know your own product. I don't expect you to know it inside now by any stretch of the imagination, but at least be able to give me some type of a description of what it is. And yes, I understand that untapped exists right. and other things exist, but... That doesn't I, tell the whole story. Right. untapped, I mean, you can... <sighs> untapped shows what's popular, not what's good. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of... There's a lot of hazy IPAs that have a much higher rating than I would ever give them. Yeah. But I don't necessarily align with what's popular in a lot of cases, and that's okay. Right. And, and even then, so I won't name the brewery. I've only been there once. Walk up with Wells and Liz, and we ask the bartender what's good, what's... I don't know. Um... <sighs> I can tell, like, like it's it's one thing when it's like, all right, you're clearly, you know, not used to being on your own. Right. Like the place we were at. Yes. And it's like, oh, you've had, like, two things. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Maybe you should expand your horizons a little bit. Right. I mean, you know, like, I, I get it. Just because somebody's working behind a bar doesn't mean they were hired because they like or understand everything. everything. Yes. They're hired... To pour you beer, yes. to be nice to you, yes. and to get you to spend money. Yes, exactly. But I guess it's just that little extra of, I can tell you about this trail magic, or I can tell you about this yada 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 that's up on the board, and I don't need to know its fucking life story either. Yeah. But that, that to me is a big, big red flag of you either don't care enough to know your product, or you just don't care enough to fucking care and you're just like whatever right and you're not gonna pour my beer right no. i'm probably gonna get it in a dirty glass yep. and i'm just gonna be miserable yeah speaking of which dirty glass pretty high on the list that was also yep. a red flag people that like had ordered a stout hey can i have your pilsner and then going right with the same glass to no the, rinse the, no rinse no, no well don't rinse it you know what i mean like don't just 
give me a clean glass. Rinse the clean glass to knock off whatever soap. dust or soap or anything might be clean there. But give me a clean glass. Never reuse the glass. The only time that I'm going to re- be reusing the glass is if I'm buying the exact same beer like from a can. And I'm just like, you know what? I already have a glass. Don't. Yeah. Like, okay. Don't, can don't can I ask an yeah. honest question to both of you with yeah. that? If you're at home, do you swap glasses or do you just clean out the glass? Like, let's Dude, say you- I installed one of them upside down glass rinsing things. Yes, you did. So I absolutely need an excuse to use the damn thing that I bought and installed. <laughs> right. So I rinse every. Like, I'm drinking the same beer. Rinse that motherfucker out. Like, I don't care. Like, I, like I've got it. I'm going to use the damn thing. Right. Yeah. Well, so, again, you're drinking uh-huh. at home. You're swapping in between beer styles. Do you swap glasses? Do you use the same glass, clean it? What do you do? Uh, I mean, on the the amount. <laughs> this is going to expose me so bad. If I'm if I'm just chilling at the house, um, I don't drink at home a lot. I drink, like walking around a lot if i drink at home i'm kind of just drinking out of a can if i do drink out of a glass like i'll rinse this same glass like i've got a a goblet from like a pint sized goblet from Uh a new belgium that i really enjoy or i guess i have three of them um that that I like, they're they're good multi-use kind of you know multi-use okay. glassware kind of things. I was just um, curious. Yeah, I, I'll just I'll rinse it out beforehand because then you've got like weird nucleation spots and just like foam stains or whatever. If the if I let the other beer sit for some weird amount of time, but if that's happening, I'm just getting new glass. I don't know. Like I'm. What what is cleaning a glass for me take like a couple seconds? I'm, right. I'm not a, a busy well. A well, tap and even room. even in a tap room, at the same time, to that point, what is taking cleaning a glass out take? It's a couple ten, of seconds, ten seconds, top. couple it of seconds, a, and maybe it's apathy, maybe it's lack of training, maybe it's just lack of understanding of what you do. Like you know, you, there's a difference between. The person who makes you a coffee at Starbucks and the person who works at like a kind of hole in the wall coffee shop. Right. Like there is an artistry that goes into it. And unfortunately, some people are just working at a brewery because it's a hip place that they can go work. And and, it's a paycheck. And it's a paycheck. Yeah. Which is a shame because there's a lot of people who would love to work, would love to work in a brewery, would love to do things the right way. All right, another red flag. Um, I've, I've gone to the brewery and it feels like I'm, you know, like taken back to like 2014, 2015 with my first brewery kit. Okay. You know. So like the blonde, the brown, a, the a red. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yep. I got a red. I got a, a, a Belgian something, you know, a, a farmhouse Saison that who knows, like I honestly think is what they name beer. They can't figure out what it was supposed to be. We forgot which beer we were making. Let's just call it the Farmhouse Saison. Okay. Because it's never consistent, right? Right. Like, that stuff happens, or I'll take it another step. When I know people in my circle of beer friends, well, who like to go to breweries and are like, they're absolutely, they, they have not figured their system out yet. They should have dumped that beer. I'm done with them for probably two to three years. Okay. Protagonist is a great example. Okay. When they first opened, 
out of Wells' mouth. We had it here on the show. He's like, they they put out beer they should have dumped. Their first two batches should have gone right on the drain. And that should not have gone to customers. And so to me, I'm like, I'm not going to give them the time of day for a while. Yep. I have yet to step foot in one of their facilities. Uh, one of them's I, gone anyway, so yeah, you don't have to worry about that. It's not gone. It'll be wrapped up by the end of the year. Okay. I, 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 I have, did go in there within the last month. Oh, okay. We were two of four people hmm. on a Sunday afternoon. Hmm. That's But that's a problem for me. You know, like, uh, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you can't, like, if you are so concerned about making money on day one that you're willing to compromise the quality of the product that you're putting out, yep. ah, that's a that's a big no-no for me. All right. So I, I've given one. Jeff's given one. Well, uh, I mean, to, to back up Jeff's point, I did write an article several years ago that crashed the Charlotte 5 website about how not every new brewery is good, and we need to be able to address that. Facts. Yes. Uh, red flags for, for me at a brewery? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, and it did get mentioned down thread in this. Diacetyl. Sure. Okay. Is never acceptable. And yep. for those that don't understand diacetyl, what would they... Buttered think? popcorn. So if you're tasting buttered popcorn... In your beer, and you're not eating popcorn immediately with it... So here's the thing. Diacetyl is a normal byproduct of fermentation. Except... You do, like, if you know what you're doing, you do what is called a diacetyl rest. Okay, cool. Your fermentation charts show that, like, all fermentable sugars have been eaten up by the yeast. Just don't do anything for a day. Go do something else for 24, 36 hours. Give it what they call a diacetyl rest. The yeast, during fermentation spat out diacetyl but they'll realize like oh crap we made a bit of a mess of this place let's clean it up it's a self-healing problem so if you have diacetyl in one of your beers you know wow shame on you but if you have diacetyl in two of your beers fuck yourself right um, you I, don't know I, what you're doing and you shouldn't be exactly, opening a brewery. Because the only thing that you do for a diacetyl is nothing. Just don't do anything. And if you don't know to just sit back for 24, 36 hours, and there are ways to test for diacetyl too. It's called take a little sample and put it in a glass and microwave it for 30 seconds. And when you take it out of the microwave, it smells like popcorn let it go for it. Just, just don't do anything for another 12 hours. That's all you have to do is nothing. You have to do nothing. Diacetyl is my least favorite off-beer flavor. Man, I mean, I love some oxidation. I really do. You In the car- right time, in the right cardboard, place. Cardboard, sherry, let's go. Um, but buttered popcorn, it, it means you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing to just give... a to allow for a diacetyl rest, what else don't you know what you're doing? Like, <laughs> right. Why are, are we are, even here? Are you not cleaning your kegs properly? Are you like, cause then it's like, I, I think that you're doing everything wrong. You know, are you right. not washing your hands after you come out of the bathroom? Like what else is going wrong in this brewery? I, if you have like multiple beers with diacetyl on tap, I think you're an idiot. And I, I will tell you that to your face. I mean, and you're exactly right. Like that was one of the mistakes I made early on in home brewing was 
not giving things time and rushing things and then based off of learning and experimenting and going yes everything should be done in theory but now that i have learned this i know i need to give it another day or two before i get into kegging or bottling it you know at that point like just patience sometimes is all it takes and i understand that we as a society are not patient and i get that these places are small businesses and they might be operating on a shoestring budget budget but when you make that stupid mistake you you know get the ire of wells up and you get into jeff and i's craw and all of a sudden i'm telling people jeff's telling people wells is telling people they're not willing to stand behind their product full steam yeah they're not willing to admit mistakes they're not willing to look at themselves critically and say, maybe our name that we haven't even developed yet, let's make sure that we launch correctly. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I hate it. If you're a new brewer and you're wanting to open your doors because you need that income, like I get it, but you're doing yourself such a disservice by yes. hoping. Like, okay, seven years ago, maybe you get away with it. I don't know that you... There are too many breweries unless you are just angel invested out the wazoo. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Not, especially now. Like, I can remember for a very long time, Jeff and I always said, you open a brewery, we try it, it sucks, we're going to give you a couple of years. Two years. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm nope. do- yeah, no, I'm done with that. I'm, like, not, I'm not giving you a day. <sighs> yeah, there's, too exactly. many, there's too many other choices. Yep. And there's too many other breweries that have figured this out and come in and open up and they're just banging it out on day one. So exactly. Yeah. Like the nicety part of me of, you know, hey, I'm going to give you a couple of years to figure this shit out. Nope. You need to have this shit figured out day one yep. or otherwise I'm done with you. I'm not going back. I mean, unfortunately, we've seen too many breweries that never do get it figured out. And so. I'm of the mind now. Like, if you don't have it figured out on day one, I don't know when you're going to have it figured out. You never will. And you're not going to, like, I'm not paying for you to figure it out. Yeah, no. I'm not paying for you to fuck shit up. All right, what else you got, Josh? Um, I guess the other one's the fairly obvious one. You walk in and there's kids screaming and yelling and running around. That instantly just wants me to turn around. And, like, I can specifically remember going out with Mr. Wells. We walk into a brewery. There's kids running around. We turn around and walk out the door and say, nope. Yeah. So I'm not not fucking doing it. I will give like a supportive corollary to that. If the amount of, okay, so like I know I'm being a little precious about I'm going to a brewery. I have in my mind what my experience is going to be like moderately. I'm going to be able to go have a moderately quiet conversation with a friend or one of you two and have some beer and not have to be distracted by idiots. Yes. And by idiots, we can, we're talking kids. Kids, dogs. We're talking dogs. And we're talking like drunken. And assholes. Other, yeah, assholes. Yep. And so some breweries, or, or let's just say events. Some breweries, uh, as Josh and I walked into Monday night a couple weeks ago, there was, for some reason, like even before 12, yep. apparently, a children's birthday party. Now... Shout out to the parents who felt like it was a good idea to have your kid's birthday party at a brewery. Why? And again, please don't. Mm, But it was all the way on the side. And Wells doesn't know what I'm talking about. It was all the way on the side by the stairs. 
Yeah. And Josh and I sat all the way on the other end by the pizza oven. And so it wasn't bad. No. I didn't hear anybody or anything like but that. But I have I have walked into places before that are small places that were having an event. And I walked in and I don't care what the event is, looked at it and said, Nope, I'm out. Because I'm not here for this event, otherwise I would be here for this event. Right, exactly. You know, like, like it's just, if you've got the space to pull it off, that's one thing. But it well, just... it, well, and here's the sad part, where it turns into a red flag. Um, there are a few breweries in this town that are, na- well, not national, but have become very large that were started in North Carolina that have many a tap room. I will never go back to one of them, because even on a press, quote-unquote, opening night... I already saw what it was going to be like, and I couldn't imagine what it was like when it opened to the general public, and I fucking refused to oh, ever I, step I, foot I, in And there. I know what brewery you're talking about, and I've been back on a Friday afternoon when school was let out. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, I'm done. We're, yeah. we're done over there. Yeah, like, that's beyond a red flag to me. Like, I just, I refuse to go back. Like, the fact that I still give another brewery a little bit of leeway that all three of us experienced i guess it's because their beer is so good that i'm just like you know what all right that was a one-time incident even though it wasn't i mean like again kind of back to my corollary i know that breweries can't just rely on me to keep their doors open right and so if you've got a group in i get it but on the flip side it's not like like so, so if you have if you're having your kid's birthday party at a brewery, and let's just say there are ten kids, and both and and, and and all ten kids that are there each have two parents, both of whom is there, you're not you don't have like you don't have twenty people drinking. Right. You might, if you're lucky, have like five. Yeah. Is it worth alienating everyone? Yeah. For the five potential customers that you have. Yeah, what's better, five or three? And the, the three of us are going to sit there and give you some money. We're probably going to take away product as well versus the five that may have a beer. Yeah. Maybe two. So I would say then <clears throat> for my next... Yeah, what's yours? I don't say red flag, but stuff that doesn't really sit well with me is the brewery and or tap room where everything is just so damned expensive. We're at Monday night. Uh-huh. Had we are? Jo- we were. <laughs> Sorry. We were, we were slurred it there a little bit. Josh and I walked out with two or three packs of beer. Yep. We'd had a couple pints. I had had a pizza. And it was a reasonable cost. Yeah. You know, like a $12 six-pack. Do you remember those? Because they're awesome. Yeah. And they still exist. A $12 six-pack of 8% beer. It was fantastic. And then you end up at some place, and then they're like, ah, yes, our four packs are $24. It's a hazy IPA, dude. It's it's not any, like, it is not, you cannot tell me that beer is 8 to $10 a four pack better right. than other stuff in town. I get that. And there are breweries in town that I really don't want to go back to for that reason. Yeah. Now it's great when they have a benefit in a bottle share. Right. But I'm not going back there to buy beer. Otherwise I get it. Wells, what's your last red flag before we go hit break? Oh crap. 
before we hit break. Or do um, you actually have a? You don't have to have one more. Uh, no, I mean like right off the top of my head, I. I that's I mean diacetyl is kind of like quality, quality issue. Um, no, that's that's kind of oh, sorry, I was just like doing a, a random scroll through, but I'm I'm gonna file this under like quality. Okay, right. If if you don't know what you're doing, like if your beer glass comes to me and it's dirty, like if it didn't get rinsed first and it's soapy or lipsticky. Or whatever. Oh, oh, I know. But but if you also give me a chilled glass, Uh I'm going to take offense to that too because I can't properly taste everything. Like, that's cheating. Like, to me, a chilled glass, a frozen glass, is a dirty glass because it's not smooth on the inside and there's like all sorts of places. There's a time and a place for a frozen glass. And that's when you're drinking American adjunct macro lager or a margarita. Sure. I agree. And, but uh, and a lot of them, right? Because I want to keep my stuff as cold as possible. Because I, because cold. when it warms up, you're not going to like it. Right. Exactly. I don't want to taste anything. I don't like, want to taste the hate that's in this can. I just want to get drunk. Or or if there's some sort of off flavor that doesn't really present itself when it's like super cold, let's just keep it super cold and like maybe they won't notice, right? Like. But again, that's presentation, that's education, that's basically don't give me a dirty glass, don't give me a cold glass, and make sure that you've at least diacetyl rested your beer. That's all I'm asking, right? Like, I mean, that's I, I pretty simple request. I don't feel like that's too much. No. no. And, and, and I don't feel like any of y'all's uh, uh, issues, especially the beer knowledge one, like you have, it, it's not like you're a beer shop. Because right, I, right. I got... right. Really annoyed once upon a time by a bartender that was new at a beer shop that didn't know everything about 500 beers on the shelf. But it was more like, hey, I like this one. I like KBS. What do you have that compares to KBS? Right. And I'm like, what? what's KBS? I've never heard of it. Hey, you... You, you, you in the wrong job, bud. I don't bud. think you belong here. Right. Um, but... Put that same person and that same person ended up in in a spot where they had fifteen things to learn at a time. Yeah, and they're killing it. Sure, like good personality, yep. all this other stuff. But don't you know? Just give you fifteen things to know. Give you think fifteen things to know very well. Hey, cool. We fixed that problem. So I mean, education. A little bit of education goes 100%. Su- such a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, just to really quickly go back to my point, I don't expect my bartender when I walk into a tap room to know every single point about a beer or anything like that. I just want to know the basics. If you can tell me the basics of it, cool. And that can be done at a pre-shift meeting. Yeah. I, I don't need to know your hop schedule. Right. If you don't even know what hops are in your specific West Coast IPA, like... That's fine. Yeah, I don't I can care live with that. Yeah, but to like not have and, and and again, like I have to remind myself that a lot of folks working behind the bar aren't necessarily beer fans. They're just probably good at customer service. Customer serving. service yeah. in in serve. Yeah, so I can't expect them to know everything about everything. And, and, you know, and again, going back to the the individual that we talked to at that last brewery we were at a couple weekends ago. Yeah. 
I, I didn't take offense to the fact that she didn't know anything other than like three beers. Right. She had some interesting, fun ideas and like it was, it was fine. I mean, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a Sherpa when I'm at a brewery. Right. You know, I'm kind of my own. Yeah. 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 I'm kind I'm of my, my own, own worst enemy. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Are we ready for break? And then we'll be back in 30. It's time for the final buy. buy. I'll tell you how that works. works. So we've been drinking beer throughout the show. Josh is slow. And we're going to talk about whether we would buy it with our hard-earned money or not. Over to me. What's the first beer up for tonight? First beer up for tonight is Alone Cubed. A triple dry hopped hazy IPA from The Veil. And because it's The Veil, you know it has to be awesome, right? Veil got that hype for hazy IPAs. Um, it is decent. It's a it's a hazy IPA. It's not my jam. Um, Galaxy, triple dry hopped hazy with Galaxy. Um, it's it's fine. Um, again, I you know hazy, not my jam. Not what I'm reaching for. Not what I'm after. Uh, someone will buy, but it's 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 good enough. Well, you know, Jeff, even me, this is good enough. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just. Uh, Kind of average, um, triple dry hopped, six point five percent ABV IPA. It's, it's, it's just okay. But okay is not enough for me to buy it. No buy, Josh. I'm kind of disappointed. Like, it's the veil. Like, what happened? It's meh at best. The same thing that happened to Trillium, right? Like, we were all excited about Trillium when they were the forefront leaders of the New England IPA style. And then everybody kind of caught up to them. And now we have their stuff, and it's just like, it's fine. Like, yeah. you would, like okay, at that ABV, you're about a percent higher than what you'd get out of Flat Brim. Okay. And I know for a fact you would take Flat Brim. Oh, yeah. Ten times. Yeah, zero questions yeah. asked. Yeah, that's so it's you know it's not that it's a bad beer. I just no. wonder if you're one of these breweries and all you do is make the same kind of beer and just throw different hop combinations at it. At some point, do people get tired of it? Well, was making a good point off mic about big beer comp or hype breweries like the Vale or Trillium or whatnot, and how the first time they drop in your town, it's a huge deal. The second time they drop in your town, it's kind of a big deal. And the third time they drop in your town, like half of it's still sitting on the shelves. Yeah. And that was six months ago. Yep, that's true. Uh, what's the next beer up? Uh, next beer up from our visit to Hopfly. This is Trail Magic, a triple IPA with Vic Secret and Citra. So I'm over here pouring wells real quick. Um, yeah, you're good. You know, we had this at the tap room, and I was just like, this was really good. It's weird for as little as I like hazy IPA, I'm like 50-50 with Hopfly 
Whereas I'm like 90-10 with like Resident Culture's hazy triples. Right. <laughs> but damn it, I like this beer a lot. Um, hard to believe it's 9%. It, it's it's a super sneaky 9%. Um, I don't know how many of these I could drink in a row, so it's not going to get me in trouble necessarily because of how I am with hazies, but uh, right. I really like this. This is a good beer. I would definitely buy it uh, if I'm there for sure. Cool. Wells? Super easy. Super easy. Also, 9%. Don't understand how. Um, damn tasty. Would buy again. A+. plus. Josh? I'm very disappointed that this is my last can. Like, if only they were here local in town. I know, but it's also too one of those things where it's they're kind of like burial, where sometimes stuff comes, stuff goes. So yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, this may be there, this may not be there. Um, I absolutely loved it when Jeff and I had it on the tap. That's why I, I brought home a four pack and I saved one for us. And yeah, it's absolutely love this beer. Huge buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, uh, the one Wells was so excited to share with us from Burns Family Artisan Ales in Denver, Colorado. Um, and I'm really just admiring this bottle. It's a 500 milliliter bottle um, that they have stamped like the old stone way. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, like yeah, the old yeah. stone bombers where it's all like, <coughs> it's all stamped on. But then they sticker like what the actual beer is. Okay. So clearly like, you know, they're not stone. They can't afford, you know, <laughs> to do special runs. But... Nevertheless, um, this is Gallivant, a gin barrel-aged barley wine. Uh, this year's vintage ages gracefully 20-plus years. So, I got to ask, how do they know? How do they know this is going to be okay in 20 years? Right? I don't know, especially since they've been open five or six. Yeah. Um, Shenanigans. Right. That said... Um, it's it's a it's a very pleasant barley wine. It's very um, very much on the still side of life. It is not a, an effervescent English style barley wine. Um, maybe my palate shot. I'm not getting a ton of gin in this. The look on Wells's face says that my palate shot. I mean, it's there's something there. I'm just like it's not it's not resonating for me as gin, but nevertheless. Um, this is a very good, solid beer. Uh, I like this a lot. I, I would buy some of this. Wells? Uh, this beer really impressed me when I had it on draft at their tap room uh, to the point that I brought, you know, tried to figure out how to bring a bottle the back. The one bottle you brought back? The one bottle I brought back. Um, and you and didn't I'm getting, age it I'm for getting so much more botanical out of this bottle than I did on draft. Maybe that's it. I'm, I'm looking um, for uh, the juniper. It's there. Well, maybe not the juniper, but like this has botanicals for days. Um, super tasty. Uh, it, it got a nice little burn at fourteen point three percent. It's it's chewy. It's English style, which is the best right style. Way. This is the um, way. It, this is the way. I, th I think this is delicious. Um, it was the highlight of a of my trip to there. I had their cold IPA and. Uh, Imperial Stout, Asian Bourbon Barrels, uh, as well as this, but this is the first thing that I ordered, and damn if it didn't just remain the best. A big buy, Josh. Um, yeah, this is this is Jenny is all get out. Like I don't know how Jeff is not getting any of the again. I, I think I think my 
all of these hazies blew out my palate, and I got. I, I, got could, I, I, I could see that. Um, this I mean, is, you, you can have your ba- palate blown out, but this should blow out your back too. Hello, it should. Um, damn, this and it's my weird because you're right, hips, Jeff. This back. is very almost on the still side, like. I don't hate it either. No, like, I, I don't. I, I kind of appreciate Like, at first I was like, oh, this is weird. And then the more I was getting into it, I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I like this. Yeah, like, um, sometimes a lack of carbonation so you can actually really taste what's in there makes a huge difference. And, Wells, I have to thank you for, like, hauling this all the way back from Denver. The like, one bottle. The one bottle. And you didn't even, like, you know... Squirrel it away for a rainy day or anything like that, because they say you can age it for twenty years. So like, I didn't read the label. Th- th- this could have been he like he can't read. He's like Chris Tucker. I got married, and here's my bottle of beer, and here's the tenth anniversary. Like you could have done all kinds of fun things with this, and you decided to share it with us. I oh thank no, you, I sir. have to go back. <laughs> oh no, I have to go back. No, this is absolute buy. Uh, I'm very impressed with this. Very very impressed. Uh, Jeff, it's time for I tap that, I guess. So what, what's our yeah? So what's our favorite beer out of these three that we had? What's the one we like the most? The one that we would put on a we'd buy a keg of and put on at our house for either parties or if you're Josh, antisocial, solitary drinking. Yes. <laughs> um, I, for me, I, I'm gonna go with this hot fly. Again, crazy that I'm getting this excited about a hazy IPA, but again, very crazy. Yeah, like like. That barley wine was no slouch, but having this a second time, I'm like, yeah, I just, I just enjoy drinking this beer. It's damn good. Wells, ah, uh, dude, it's the it's the gin barrel aged barley wine, and it's not close. Totally, we awesome. already we already know. Yep, Josh, what is it for you? He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. He's no, it's got to be the gin barley wine. It's fucking fantastic. Like. Put it all over. I want it all over my mouth and face. Like that is so goddamn good. I am pleasantly surprised. You know what's funny is, um, so I can think back to when I first started, or you know when we first started the show, and I would get things with gin in it, and I thought it was absolutely disgusting. Right. And as I started to kind of age and actually start to appreciate things, like gin is a prime example of something that I used to hate absolutely despise and i actually enjoy gin now I, like a good gin is yeah. I need, fantastic I, I need to bring you some of the stuff i brought back from spokane it's double barrel aged so it's like whiskey barrel aged gin <laughs> okay it's okay yeah we'll see you in two weeks yep <laughs> damn i gotta i gotta find a container but i'll i'll do something all right you saw those little bottles remember those woodford bottles uh, yeah, you did. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for gone. listening. Yep. Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, Skeet and Josh on x.com. Uh, don't send him any X videos, please. But uh, or, or tubes. No no X tubes. But uh, Or do. Who knows? Whatever, man. Whatever floats you. Yeah, that's right. Like, we're not here to judge. Right. Maybe block you, but not judge. Right. Um, at CBcast on the X.coms. See, that doesn't sound like it doesn't roll off the No, it off. doesn't. It's really terrible. Yeah. Really, really terrible. Um, it's the worst. They say it's the worst. Everybody hates it. I'm hearing that everybody hates it. Nobody likes it. Oh, you can stop that right now. It's very terrible. It's the worst X.com. Wells, where can they find you? Well, after that, nowhere. All the wells. <laughs> you can find all the wells. They're very exciting wells. 
I hear I hear everybody likes the wells. All the wells. Uh, very low energy wells after hearing that. Josh, where are you? Besides right here, you can find our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Throw uh, stories, news articles, things you want us to discuss. We'll gladly do so. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. 500 episodes, 10 years. It's a long fucking time to be doing the show. I didn't think we would be going this long at this point. So, uh, And our Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. If you want to kick us a couple of shekels, we have continued in the 10 years, 500 episodes to be DIY, and we will continue to do so. And other than that, we will talk to you all next Thursday. Thursday.